Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors, another episode of Worlds Collide, but however, this one is being rebranded, it's like ECW One Night Stand. This show is going to be called, well, actually, it's going to be called Hobby Pet Peeves, but the hidden title, like a hidden track on a CD, is going to be called Tony Shoot Interview. <laughs> Not a shoot, because I know you want to label that, because I think, I, I think we came up as, who came up with this topic to begin with? Was it you who came up with this topic? It was you, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then this is morphed into legitimately almost a shoot interview talking offline. It really could be. It really could be. And I'm going to do my very best, my very best. I am not <laughs> going to name names. I just can't do it because I, I like our community. I think our uh, we have the best community of all collectibles out there. But uh, there's just some things man, that can irritate you no matter what community you're in. Yeah, and... I guess maybe we should preface by saying that like this is opinion based, you know, like much 100%. of the stuff we do, it's opinion based. So we're not saying that you guys should listen to us and follow what we say and think like we do. Like we all think differently, but hey, uh, it's our it's our show. What what's the what's the old slogan? Uh, opinions. Everybody's got one. That's true. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, it's just I, I get it. I mean, these are just everybody has pet peeves, which is what we call this episode. You know, basically talking about pet peeves as it pertains to the hobby itself. Yeah. And, uh, and we're mainly to, again, talking about specifically wrestling cards and what we see the community doing and talking sure. about. And they're pet peeves that are just yours and mine. Yes. And if people might share our pet peeves. People might have other ones. I mean, that's, I love to hear people's comments after this episode, uh, what they have pet peeves of. I, I'd love to hear it. I'd, I'd love to. And if you want to find us and let us know what you think, Links in the show notes to all of our social platforms. And while you're at it, please subscribe and leave us a review on whatever popular podcast platform you're listening to this on. But let's go ahead. And now that you've had the warning, you know what's coming. The gloves <laughs> are coming off. The disclaimer, the gloves are coming off. Tony, what brought up this topic when we discussed this? about? Don't try us at home, folks. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, for me, I think the original thing that bothered me that I, I, I mentioned to you through, I, I text you going, do we need to have an episode about this? And uh, you know, like these pet peeves like that. And the thing was about, it's outdoing each other. It just seems like sometimes, and I noticed the thing that's, uh, God, how do I do this without being such an ass? Um, I think the number one thing was when I started doing the birthday shout outs, when I started putting the birthday shout outs out there, I was always asking people like, you know, what's your favorite card or such as that? What's your favorite card, or card? And I love the interaction that people do with that. And I don't care what you're putting up there, but it seems to me like sometimes someone put the most obscure like card, like this is my favorite card. Like really, that's really your favorite card. That's your favorite card of all time. I mean, really, it's like, it's like there's some obscure card like nobody really knows about. And, and I guess you're sharing, but I don't know. And then someone goes, Oh, that one. Well, this was even better. That, no, that one's better. No, this one's better. That one's better. Yeah. And it's just this outdoing thing of like, uh, I don't know. Is it really your favorite? Really? I don't know. <laughs> Getting riled up, man. <laughs> we may have mentioned this uh, just offline talking, but this reminds me of the music thing about uh, exactly you know, people trying to impress people because they qu- listen to underground music and then as you've said before, like they all of a sudden, maybe that band gets popular and it's, it's not their band anymore. So they sold out, you know, uh, same just, kind of thing. Yeah. Years ago, unless you're from Southern California, you wouldn't know uh, this particular record store. I used to work for a record store called Warehouse Entertainment. And that was predominantly a, a Southern California or a California based uh, company. So when I first got hired, I worked for this gentleman who was a store manager. He was a, a huge uh, pep, uh, Chili Peppers fan. And 
so I went with him back then and we went and saw, I saw Guns N' Roses open up for Chili Peppers. Uh, I think it was like the whiskey or something like that. I was like underage, but he was older and it got me. It didn't, it was, it was all cool. So uh, I fell in love with GNR back then. And then of course, Chili Peppers went on and then Higher Ground came out. Right? Their big hits like that covering Stevie Wonder's song. They kind of sold out according to the manager. Like he wasn't a fan of them anymore. And then, you know, same thing with STP. You know, STP is a SoCal from San Diego kind of thing. And, and uh, he's like, oh, I used to love them. But then they, they went, they sold out. They have a record deal. Like, what, why shouldn't they? Like, I, I see that kind of happening in the hobby sometimes where people are like, well, I used to be a fan of MJF, but now he's sold out as a big time star, you know, whatever the case may be. Or for example, oh, he, he's got the, that AEW card, but I, I got the all in card. All oh, in. The, yeah. That's the true rookie. And we, we can all argue oh all day long gosh. about rookies. And uh, I mean, it's like we always say, collect whatever you love, man. Collect them all. I, I don't care. It's just, it's fun. It's uh, enjoy the hobby, but uh, it's just outdoing thing. Like I, I got this one. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. All that. Well, mine signed. I got mine signed. It's like, I said, okay. It's like mine signed and he spit on it. I got his DNA. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, where's it, where does it end, man? I mean, Sometimes it's it's cool to share and it's cool to um, um, you know show people some cool unique things like that. But sometimes there's some people for whatever reason they feel like I gotta outdo whoever's got some uh, whatever's out there. Yeah, I'll just chime in with that. That's one of a huge thing that I just get irritated with is like um, hypothetically, let's say Tony gets the ultimate Kurt Angle card that he's been looking for forever. It comes back a PSA 1.5 and three quarters, and it looks like trash, but that's the card he's always wanted. It's in his collection. He posts it because he's excited he has it, and he just wants to share it with the community. Yep. Well, all of a sudden... And there's, some, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and somebody replies to Tony with a picture of the same card in a PSA 10 and says, well, this one's better. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about. It, it's exactly it, it. It's so irritating because like, let the collector have their moment of joy and just let it be like, yeah. this isn't a contest. I know a lot of people want to make it a contest and, you know, we, we want to try, like, I, I have the full rainbow of carrying cross. Like I've got the Which super fracture. so freaking awesome, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I, I can't believe I got it so fast. And like, I think it's cool, but you don't see me running around being like, I got, you know, I'm the one that's got about like, I don't care. Like it's for me. Like, I'm not trying to impress anyone with it. I think it's, you know, when I got it, I shared it because it's, yeah, that's what, it's, that's what it's, we it's, do. It's a cool thing. We share our, we share our collectible right. with everybody. There's, there's, there's a, almost like a certain type of etiquette that you probably sh you should think about and sure. follow like some common decency or something like that, or being somewhat polite. And, and, and overall the majority, like the greater majority of this hobby this community is so awesome um and i'm learning about it more and more about the hobby and how they compare to other hobbies like that and just kind of like, wow we don't experience that with wrestling card collectors like that yeah so it's, it's just awesome and, and it's but it's just that minute select few out there and it's not anybody that in particular i'm going to be pointing out it's like that sure. it just it happens and uh it's a little i don't know it's a little annoying it may not be annoying to somebody else it's just annoying to me. It's, you know, you, you like pickles. I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, on the flip side of what we were, what I just was talking about, there's also threads that get started on Twitter or uh, it's mainly Twitter because you can reply with pictures, not mm -hmm. so much on Instagram um, where pop people are like, Hey, let's see your British bulldog cards. Let's see your Hulk Hogan. And people just start replying with stuff. Now that is cool because the thing with that is we're going to start seeing a lot of cards that maybe we've never seen before. Absolutely. It's awesome. So there, there is an educational like perspective to this. I like, if it's an informational and educational thing, let's, let's, you know, positive, negative, let's get as many things out there in a thread as possible. But if you're just trying to outdo a collector who posts a picture or something like, just let it be, you know, congratulate them and move on and post your own stuff. Am I, am I like, do I have a, a small, level of like jealousy going like seeing someone like a jamie you know collecting all wcw autograph cards. <laughs> yeah a, a little bit i think it's freaking but i think it's so cool it's i love cool. his. Yeah. I, I love his journey i love what he's doing i love when wes was doing it um because i know what that journey is like when i'm trying yep. to go after something like that so uh i don't find those things to be bragging of any way shape or form 
it's almost like, uh, you know, but then if he posted like, hey, I got this. I bought in a collection. I got this Eddie Guerrero. We're like cheering him on. Yeah, I'm cheering him on. But then somebody else goes, yeah, but uh, yeah, check out mine. Mine's a PSA 10. You know, it's like that's dude. Why did you got to, you know, rain on his parade, man? He's so ecstatic and happy to get this card. And you turn around and made it about you. Yep. Um, we touched on another one that already is, hey, Tony, what's the rookie card? Oh, it's, it's, it's a discussion and debate and topic that will never, ever, ever go away. And we've prefaced many, many, many times. If you guys really need that information, just you can ask us. We're not going to get irritated about it. No. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the like, you know, these huge and I'm not even going to call it debate. It's because it turns into like arguments. Yes. You know, no, this is the rookie because I know the guy that produced it in this specific year and that that blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's like, well, you know, he has this card that came out at this liquor store. It was only available in the corner of First and Main Street <laughs> down in, uh, you know, somewhere in Arkansas. And it's the only place he sold it. But I was there. I used to live there. And I have, that's his rookie card. That's oh. his rookie card. What, what about this novel idea of checking this place called WTC, WrestlingTrainingCards.com? I mean, they, you know, they, they I mean, may have. It's, it's easy. I mean, we don't, we never, and it. There was a time that that David and I back in early 2000s thought, do we want to start denoting what is a rookie cards like that? And we even kind of just copied and pasted, you know, Beckett's definition of a rookie card and put it on there. And we sort of defended that for quite a long time. We used to defend that on the old message boards, uh, on the pro uh, pro boards. And, um, you know, it it caused a lot of heated discussions on that. There were people who were very, you know, um, uh, defensive about, well, no, my card, the one I collected is the ro- true rookie card. And it's like, okay, but it's, it's such a weird thing about wrestling is wrestling is such a weird uh, genre of collecting. And, you know, it doesn't fit the mold of your traditional sports and things right. of that nature. So it's like, um, you know, a rookie could be whatever you really want it to be in that kind of thing. Really, it doesn't really matter. You know, just if you like it and you love it and that's your player or that's your set, Enjoy it, man. Collect it and enjoy it. It's nothing. It's not really open for debate. It really isn't. Just you believe what you want to believe. That's your rookie card. This is also why I think the grading companies don't put the RC logo on uh, RC tag on their on their slab. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. No. Because they're they're not in the business of deciding for you what's a rookie and what's not. Yeah, they just use WTC like everyone else should. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned something that's up for debate. Like I'm all for debates. Like any, anything, anything, we're going to debate rookie cards. We're going to debate set pack odds. You know, we're going to debate whose collection sucks and whose is the best De- <laughs> debate is fine. It's the argument of being right. That irritates me within that. So like, cause if, if I'm wrong on something, I'm wrong on it and I'll just own it, you know, and but there's we'll, some out there who will just defend themselves yeah. and, and continue to keep when they're proven to be wrong by multiple sources and people yet they're still willing to keep digging their own grave on that. I don't understand, but. Yep. This episode is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. It doesn't accomplish anything, is what I'm really. Yeah, I'd rather take all of that energy and focus it on building my PC, putting out content, working on the eBay store, you know, just or, or, or just other- or just taking the debate going on like that and 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 just absorb that as information and knowledge Absolutely. like that. Yeah. You know? Especially when you're wrong. Like I wanna if I'm wrong on something, I like to know about it. And that way I can just learn and not make the same mistake going forward. Like- and for me, it's it's uh understanding that uh hey. I got to update the checklist page now because there's, 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 new <laughs> yeah. infor- there's new information now. You know, we pride ourselves on being the most accurate. And so uh, there are times we're going to be wrong. This is a pet peeve to me. And I'm not even actually an quote employee or a ring crew member of wrestlingtrainingcards.com. <laughs> but when there is a debate in the discord about what's the true rookie card, what's the first card? How does it just not irritate you? Cause it irritates me. When, it does. Uh, like WTC is right there. They can just go search it. And yet here they're like, 
Is it laziness? It's not to say WTC is the end all be all when it comes to uh, it, it, it strives to be that that's its goal. Its goal is to be the place that you want to go to. And that if, well, if it ain't there, then, you know, I got to kind of, uh, you know, go, go with that, you know, but yeah. um, that's our, that's our end game result uh, for things. But um, you know, it, it can be wrong. And I, I, I love updating information I and mean, Jesus, even stuff like, you know, I discovered it, but you know, the 90 classic set, I mean, that 89 versions like that, isn't truly classic all mm-hmm. these years we've all called it classic i want to find out it's not it's a right. different company name but it's just um these guys are just they stick to their guns man like you know this is it this is what i say it is and there's nothing you're gonna tell me that's gonna change my mind all right or they just like you said they don't do their homework like why do you come onto a social media platform and expect others to do the homework for you like you know this thing called google dude it's called google dude it's the same no- Ain't no time in history like we have right now, man. <laughs> it's the same concept. Oh, no, I'm going to be shooting on people. It's the same concept of the people who say they're priced out of buying, you know, whatever, whether it's a $50 card or a $50,000 card. Same people who say they can't afford that, but they're also not willing to put in the work to flip things to afford that or save their money or not go into personal debt, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm on the fence on both sides of saying like, you know, people being priced out because things have drastically changed over the last two years, three years, five years, even of, of price points like that. But there has to be a better way to get kids more involved. That's a whole different discussion. So no, it's not yeah. actually. Really? No? I have, I have screenshotted a tweet that I did not reply. I to. saw actually, I did see that. I did. I, I think you posted something about it. I'm going. I'm going to read this to you because I want to get your opinion because it, it it it's just what we're talking about. I talked about how you know once again why are wrestling fans not collecting wrestling cards but they'll buy the figures and the t- you guys know. Okay, so this reply and I'm going to give him credit. Mason Capwell at Mason L Capwell on Twitter replied to me. The industry has to do something better to attract new fans, especially kids. Get reasonably priced product in front of people to draw them into the hobby or card collections will just be relegated to dwindling audiences of older collectors but wait there's more think of the ufc recently 25 dollars ufc prison blasters are unattainable at retail the lowest price at a hobby shop is 60 dollars, and then even higher which i'm gonna stop for a second 60 dollars is not very much money but let me continue and the the hobby boxes they're completely unattainable for kids most new fans would walk away from $130 just for a hobby pack. If they become visible at retail and if they're affordable, $150 AEW hobby boxes with no guaranteed auto that sell out in hours is exciting for a niche audience only. Big market for adult collectors, but not seeing any effort to reach the next generation. Thoughts? Hmm. I feel like I'm going to open my mouth here to a problem. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can. But on the flip side, you've got kids willing to spend big money for magic and Pokemon cards. So I, it, I guess, I guess I'll just stand corrected on that about saying that, uh, you know, kids being priced out like that. When you think about it and what they are spending their money on, it's like maybe they're just not spending their money in the right place that we want them to spend their money. It's 2021. There's a thing called Amazon. There's a thing called eBay, target.com, walmart.com. They can buy these things. They can buy, and you can go to my eBay store right now and find Pokemon wrestling sports, 99 cents with 60 cents shipping. will get your kid, whatever card, if I have it, that they want. Yeah, but you're you're talking from a single perspective, but if I'm a kid and I want to be open a box of product. Could be different. You're not, you're not selling it. That's true. But I also see dealers and people I know within the hobby, specifically in sports cards, they just give kids away. They just give cards away to kids. Like kids come up to their booths. Hey, you guys want some packs? You want some, like there are people within the hobby that are here for that. And I do that too. Like anytime that I know somebody, uh, Drake at Drake's PC on Instagram, uh, I knew his daughter was into the women's wrestling and she's really young. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to send her some women's wrestling cards. And it wasn't a pack, but I put it in a team bag. So it was like a pack to the kid. So but that's, is- count- that's counting on someone within the, in the hobby, like yourself, 
who's being generous enough to hand out things to people. And I guess that's on me because I think that's, that's our responsibility. That's our, right. I think that's our responsibility though. As me, when I, you know, years ago, I used to put things in bundles and packs like that and give them away for Halloween. I didn't give mm-hmm. candy away. I gave cards away. Exactly. Um, but that's, that's far and few between, man. I mean, when you're talking from a mass production standpoint, a mass marketing standpoint, you know, what is out there to attract a kid to buy a box of cards? What is out there to buy, attract a kid to buy a pack of cards? I mean, I guess because they're, they are kind of used to buying the Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, but uh, I guess we just have to better, it's what we do, what we do to better educate people and say like, listen, there are some affordable ways and means to get into your collection if you want to do that. So I, like if I'm a kid who wants to open up a pack of cards, I got to find a way to be able to open those packs of cards though. How does a kid buy those things? I guess yeah. still eBay, I guess, Amazon. Like I, well, said? it depends on the perspective. Like when I was a kid, like, yeah, I like to open packs, but if I could trade for the stuff I wanted instead of buying what I didn't know I was going to get, I would definitely go that route. But you Same. started out, but you started your collection by buying the packs, filling in your holes by trading. Yeah, I would essentially trade everything for the players that I was collecting. But I still do that now. But now it's like I buy out people's collections, not knowing what I'm getting, flipping that on eBay for the, you know, I, I, I have the same. You're philosophy. also not eight, nine, 10 years old. So <laughs> when I was, it was all about trading, though, yeah. like because yeah. I couldn't afford like trading, you know, the, trading yeah. cards and trading. So it's not just a catchy name you're saying. And, yeah, of course. <laughs> But anyway, little- I just want I just wanted to get that out there because I got that on Twitter today and I was like, I can't, there's too much to say to this to reply to it. So I'll just put it on our episode today. What else we got about pet peeves, sir? Arguing over pricing and grades. And one thing that I will mention about this is I'll post a card, you know, whatever we get. Um, you you post a raw card and I'm like, hey, look at this cool card I just got. And maybe it's a relic that's really hard to find. And yeah, sure, it's dinged up. It has a crease in it, whatever. I'll get a reply to somebody. No, they're not replying with the PSA 10 they have. They're replying with, oh, it's got a dinged corner. Oh, look at that crease. Like, I don't care about your opinion, dude. Like, I got the card because I want it in my collection. Exactly. And I, I, I wasn't looking at you for an appraisal, sir. <laughs> 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 I'm going to steal that next time. I'm like, thanks for the appraisal. Maybe Pawn Stars will take it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, the other thing I had, and then I'm going to turn this over to w- one topic that we can discuss, um, trying to be right. And this kind of just goes back into what we were talking about. Like um, it, it kind of wraps up a bunch of the topics we've been talking about. It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong as far as what you collect, why you're buying certain things, Etc. within what we do here in wrestling card hobby. Um, like talking about rookie cards and who's, though this is the rookie card. No, that's the, it, it doesn't matter. Just let people be. Now, I think we both discussed several times in the past of spreading misinformation, but misinformation, yes, yeah, different. misinformation can, can be like, you know, we, you mentioned the uh, 89 and how it's not actually classic. Yeah. So if somebody argues with you that it is classic, th- that can technically be proven wrong because it's misinformation. But yes. to specifically say this is better than this or, you know, PSA is the only company that will grade, you know, the only slabs you should own or, you know, don't grade with this company because they suck or you know, what, whatever. Like that, just let people be what they want to do, educate them but not, you don't always have to be right in every single argument. You don't always have to have the highest, best collection to have fun with what we do. Correct. I agree. I, I, sometimes people like to push their own agendas on things and just like, this is what I want to do to protect my investment. This is what I'm going to go ahead and fight for, for my investment. And I get it. I get what you're doing, but uh, just because you believe in that and that's what you want to do, uh, that's you. Uh, if I'm an, uh, an SGC guy, that's what I'm going to invest in. So I, I like it for whatever reasons I like it. Uh, I'm not, maybe I'm not into it for the monetary value that you're into it for. I just want it protected and slabbed. And I like that tuxedo look. And I want this. I like that. That's just me. You know, I'm, you, you, you like Thompson twins. I like cannibal <laughs> corpse. All right. It, it's, it's just, you, there's no way you're going to get me to like lies, lies, lies. And there's no way I'm going to get you to like anything from cannibal corpse. And I so, think one of the unique perspectives we're in is we both, well, I don't know about you, but I do like the Thompson twins and I do like cannibal corpse. So I do too. So. <laughs> I, I like PSA. I like SGC. I like binders. 
Yeah. It just I depends on what we're doing is where these cards go. And I think that's, it, it, I'm, I'm kind of happy that, uh, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm kind of happy that I'm kind of in that mindset where I've got different collections, different ways of buying and selling and different things go different places where I can kind of agree with everything for the most part, except for that stupid 1990 classic wrestling card set, which I hate. <laughs> and why, why it's so popular. But yeah, that's the thing, like, you, well, you let's guys... not forget that it's 1990 classic, and I think uh, uh, the formerly known as 1991 Impel set, Stomp, right? It's called the Stomp Collection. Gonna have to do a video on that. On the yeah, it's just um, I got a, someone tweeted it, and if whoever's watching or listening to this can uh, retweet it again, so it's not to go through my entire feed. Um, uh, someone actually posted a. I know, I just Google it. I can do my own homework. I can do my own thing. <laughs> um, uh, I'll just uh, try to find the old, uh, someone, there was a commercial for it. There was an actual commercial for that thing. It's like that. And it's referred to co- as the Stomp Collection, the 1991 WCW Stomp Collection. Uh, that's what the binder even says. The packs don't even say that at all either. The packs just say, you know, premiere edition, whatever it's like. But um, yeah, information is, can be shared and people are going to be wrong. People are going to be right. Um, you know, we just, we tried to, as, as, Sometimes I guess the gatekeepers of the hobby kind of thing. You try to just take all information in and then make sure you archive it and present it to people who are getting into the hobby or new to the hobby or coming back to the hobby. Say, hey, here's what we know about it. It's like that, you know, go out and collect what you love. <laughs> yep. And for the main event of today's show. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> you want to talk about bootleg cards, Tony? Because Bootlegs. <laughs> oh, Jesus H Christ. Just the word alone, bootlegs. Like I've We've... been using that for years we've done a we've done a whole show early on in this podcast talking about counterfeits and bootlegs but it just keeps rearing its head at us over and over again well i think the problem i have there is that people are now aew's aew release and the the company itself has caused a lot of interesting things that are going on in the market right now across the board and all collectibles yes i mean people make fun of things i mean even to the fact that become like i think funny memes like with uh you know uh What's his nut showing up on AEW or nights like that? Uh, Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson, whatever. I mean, uh, and someone's like made like, you know, now exclusive at the W shop, plain white t-shirts like that. You know, it's hilarious and funny, but it wouldn't surprise me. They did it. People bought it, you know, Um, but it's just uh, the market's changed so much about so many different things in the collectible world. And people have been jumping on the bandwagon of creating their own stuff. And I, trust me, I got no problems with people putting out, uh, what I call bootleg sets. Um, you know, I, I own an entire inventory that someone made that's a bootleg set. I own all the rest of it. And, you know, there's certain people out there who are making their car sets and they're very well designed, but they try to pass it off as like, well, the talent said it was okay. And I, I had someone sign a card or some cards before it's like that. So they didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, but they don't own the intellectual property rights and that kind of stuff. You're trying to pass something off as you know, legit or trying to pass them out. I was like, it's a homemade thing, but you're selling it for a lot of money. You're making a lot of money off of somebody else's rights. And it's just, um, there's a lot of new guys getting into the hobby now. I think the AEW products making people come into the hobby. I really truly believe that we're going to have a lot more new wrestling card collection. I really think we're Fingers going crossed. To. We're doing our part. Yeah, I think they are. I don't think with or without our help, they're going to, people are going to be coming into the hobby because we, we've discussed this on a roundtable session not too long ago where we talked about, uh, you know, AEW is doing a lot to promote their products. They're, they're doing things on a national level on TV. You see in the lower left-hand corner, you know, get your yep. AEW card, you know, uh, CM Punk cards like that. You know, I mean, you have you ever seen a w, uh, WWE do that ever no. on any of their no. products? Never. Not even their I, action figures. Not even their action figures. Like I, I don't doubt that AEW, once those cards come out and are released, I don't doubt that they're going to have some made. I wouldn't doubt they have some exclusive for their events. That's like a great only, idea. You can only get this set of cards for this big pay-per-view we're having in this city. That's I, a great I think, idea. I, think I wouldn't be, I wouldn't doubt. You've got a bunch of guys who are working in that company right now that are card collectors. You have mm-hmm. people who are actually that you see on TV who wrestle, who are card collectors, not only in AEW, but also over in Impact. You've got, uh, I mean, I interviewed Zach, uh, not Zach, I interviewed uh, uh, Heath Slater, and he's, 
He's a huge card collector, right. and he would love nothing more than to see more cards come out like that that feature all the talents like that. And there's a lot of crossover appeal because, you know, AEW, you know, breaks down the, you know, opens the forbidden door. And so like, sure. it's cool. And I think it's gonna be a lot of people come out there. But then you've got these guys who make their own cards. And then that's cool. And they do some creative, really cool things. I love their designs. I love them. I'd love to have in my collection, actually, to be honest with you. But then they turn around and they mass sell them and they make these on print on demand and print to order kind of things like that. And they ask for, they ain't cheap. They're asking for a lot of money for things. And then you get guys like, are, are those legit? Are they real? Like, I didn't think there were any AEW cards. There's an, a Starcast set. There's this set. There's this. I mean, there's a lot of bootleg stuff. There's no problem with like an AWS or a PWG or a GCW or, you know, all these other independents producing their own cards because they own the rights. It's their company. They can do their own shit. Uh, when you have someone out there making cards for themselves and trying to pass it off as this is, this is legit. This is real. It's illegal. <laughs> All right. It's illegal. And you're just waiting for the day when someone comes and, and tips off WWE that says, Hey, you're using our images. All you did was go to Google images and grab something, put on a piece of cardboard and just set out of it. And you're selling it for 50, 60, 300 bucks, you know, whatever it is like that, you know, that's what it is. It's just call it for what it is. It's bootleg, straight up bootleg. <laughs> so I'll play the the flip side of this, I suppose. Um, we're not saying there's anything wrong with collecting these because no. I own several bootleg cards. I've spotted bootleg cards on eBay that I've been wanting. Uh, we mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago, the Randy the Ram. There's a lot of Randy the Ram bootleg cards. Up. Which is a cool looking card. I remember seeing that card. And the, another confusing thing that um, I'm not sure, Chuckster, we need to get him. I, I sent him the cards and I need to get him the information so he can get it to you for WTC. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are independent wrestlers out there that are putting out cards that they made themselves and they they just made them on like a cell phone program. But print that's, order not, type a, that's thing. not considered a bootleg card set. It looks like it though. It doesn't, but if it's put together by the person, if, if, if I'm zen the man mornings like that the wrestler you know a lucha libre guys like that and i want to put out my own trading cards about me and sell them as at my gimmick tables like that that's all on me so it comes legit. down to licensing for you then exactly okay who, who who's to say that i'm going to go out there and and grab an image of the mass superstar and then grab a picture of you know acts of demolition and put them on the cards like that and throw it out there that I own no rights to those images, which are strictly WWE sure. owned licenses. Uh, even if they weren't, they are the licensing right of the photographer who took them. Okay. When I put out my Kevin Nash card, I got the rights from the artist who I didn't have to commission. He already made that. I loved it so much. It was like, this is the card I want to make. What was it? What's going to cost me to get you to give me the rights to use that? We made a deal. I own it. I own the rights to make the uh, trading card out of it. Uh, and there are pictures that he drew, a, uh, a painting that he drew off of other images like that, made a collage out of it like that. So it's his right. He can do whatever he wants with those kind of things. I can turn it into t-shirts, whatever I want. Um, that, that's different. But when you're blatantly taking things off of a major company's uh, product and then turning it into a trading card. I don't care how cool it is, even though I like it and I would love to have it in my collection too. I would still buy it, but don't try to pass it off like, well, it's okay because, you know, such and such signed my card for me and said it was all right. That doesn't explain the licensing rights, dude. You don't own the licensing rights, period. You just now reminded me of something I actually hate worse than this, and it has to do with bootlegs. And that is these cheap reprints that we're starting to see pop up of uh, icon iconic cards. The 82 All-Stars, man, is like the most... It's and, becoming like the Griffey and the Jordan, you know, rookies, yes. man. If, yep. Uh, the FCW set is another one I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen some like homemade, really? yeah, homemade versions of those uh, popping up. So uh, the problem is, is for most of us collecting, um, I don't know about you, Tony, but if I'm going after any of those, like if it's a, you know, a couple hundred dollar card or more, I'm not buying it raw unless it's like a, uh, 
one-on-one or a parallel or an event used, something like that, where I don't care about the condition or it's mm -hmm. clearly like, if it's a relic or something, it's clearly is what it is. Yeah. But if I'm buying a Hogan 82 or an Andre or a flare or Hogan, like I'd, I'd rather buy a PSA yes, one yes. Than, than buying a raw card. And the fact that like, okay, let, let me, I guess, put the question this way. If you want that card and you see somebody selling it for $3, and they say 1982 Hogan reprint. Like, do you as a if if you're if you've been after that card, why would you buy that? I wouldn't. Exactly. I'm not after because I'm not after that I, card. I'm after the 1982 Hogan card. Yeah, I don't. That's something <laughs> that I don't understand. That's a huge pet peeve of mine to kind of close out the show today. Is like, um, like I understand a little bit more these um, from a player collector perspective. If somebody's making a bootleg card or, you know, Monty gum, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, if, if there's a player or a wrestler or something that is not available in a licensed product, then I get it because that's the only way you could get it. But the but, flip side too, is maybe there's somebody like I'm a Kurt Angle collector. Mm -hmm. what's, what's to say that I'm not going to go out and just make my own Kurt Angle card set, an exclusive card set all about Kurt Angle. And now I'm going to turn from, around and try and sell it. From a licensing perspective, I am agreeing with you. But like, if I was a Kurt Angle collector and I saw that, I would still buy them because I'm, you know, if I'm a super collector, I've got to have sure. it. Sure. So I get it. But I get that. But what I don't get is why would like, I'm still after an 86 Fleer Jordan. There's, you know, we've seen the 52 Mantle. Like, people will make these and put reprint. Like, who in their right mind wants a reprinted version if it's blatantly set? Like. You don't want to reprint as a fake, clearly, if you're paying. And you're, and you're spending 10 or 15 or even $20 on this reprint. What's the it's point? Like, dude, that's $10, $15 you could have just put aside and saved for a real right. one. Yeah, and it's not even like, I know Tops has done a 52 mantle. They, they did a reprint and made it a chrome refractor. Now that's mm -hmm. cool. That's, that's, you know, in this official, there's a, there's a card coming out like sports Kings did reprints too. And like 86 of like vintage wrestling cards of like, right. Uh, you know, Lou says, and it's like that and other cards like that. They made some cool, cool ones like that. Yeah. So I'm not saying all reprints are bad. I'm just saying the ones that people are bootlegging essentially. Um, yeah. Nobody there's wants a fine, There's a fine line between the bootlegging aspect. There's a, there's the collectability side of it where you like it because someone took the time and energy an effort to make something kind of cool, maybe different and unique. Um, and then there's the other side of it where you're trying to pass it off as like, you know, I'm a legit card company. I'm a legit card. No, you're not. You're not a legit card company. You are a uh, plagiarizing, <laughs> uh, so, you know, licensing um, ripping off kind of person. So like <laughs> the, uh, I guess playing devil's advocate, the, like, what's your opinion on the Kurt Angle? I think it's a Russian card that you have. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where that's from. Like, it could be bootleg. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's a licensing agreement that's done over for Tops Europe that's uh, done in, in, in for Russia. I don't know its origins or where it came from. I'd have and, to go ask a Husker Hav because he's the one who got him. And then what's that other uh, the WCW set that you got from, was it Peru? That's a licensed product, though. From that, so from it is South a licensed? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the copyrighted stuff is all in the backs like that. You ain't going to find copyrighted stuff on these bootleg cards. You're not going to find a copyright on some of the early AEW stuff. You're not going to find, uh, you know, or maybe you will. I guess I have to look at that big old you know box what? of stuff I have. I haven't actually even looked. Um, I need to check the all-in set. I don't even know if there's copyright information. There, there on isn't. That. There isn't. But we know where it came from and who actually produced those cards. And those were all done with the okay and authorization of that company high was it high spots and, high Ring spots of Honor? and i think ring of honor together yeah, yeah. interesting so you, you're not going to see and again i'm i'm walking a real fine line because i'm trying very hard not to you know open a can of worms here and start not just name dropping things but uh you know mentioning things i think i've been very clear about some things already uh but you're not going to find certain car like high spots is not going to go out of its way to carry some of these particular bootleg card sets. They're just not going to do it because they're not licensed. They're not authorized. And why open up that can of worms themselves to stop getting whatever relationship they have with AEW or Ring of Honor or WWE or whoever. They're a reputable company that's done a lot of business with a lot of wrestlers over the years. I'm not going to go out there and carry, you know, John Smith's 
special little cards that he made for himself and he was charging <laughs> 60 bucks, 60 bucks a set. To everybody John else. Smith. Wasn't yeah. John Smith some jobber that works WCW power? Probably WC- did. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> well, <laughs> since you buried him, uh, until next time where we have volume two of Tony does a shoot interview. Ah, just don't get me started, man. Hey, can we do a shoot interview on something nice? You know, it's just, uh, and I think that it's this timing for this episode is really good because, you know, there's been a lot of recent talk about some of these bootleg type sets. And um, it's, it's important to let collectors know that if you're looking for, like the person you talked about one of our episodes on our roundtable, he only will buy things that have the AEW branding on it. That's all sure. he wants. And it's had to be legit. He doesn't care about the all-in set. He right. doesn't care about that series one, series two bootlegs that came out. You know, which we don't call them bootleg on WTC. I still archive them. I put out because they exist. They're there. I, I can't deny that they're they exist. Sure. Um, but they're getting marked as uh, unauthorized. You know, right. that's the, that's the nice, uh, classy, scientific term is for bootleg is unauthorized. Um, but you, you're not you're not going to find uh, this guy doesn't want that kind of stuff. He wants to have legit branded stuff and the only legit brand stuff that will come out to date will be on november 3rd that week sometime remember whatever it is when the first aew cards that comes out by upper deck will it make the bootleg stuff more desirable and people want to go after it possibly maybe maybe who knows because there's cool designs man there's some really cool kick-ass stuff but let's just be honest with ourselves and say hey what i make isn't licensed and isn't real but uh you know really it's not endorsed. Uh, so you're walking a fine line, people. Anybody out there making bootleg stuff with actual company product on, and names and, and licenses on there, you're walking a very fine line and you're basically one email, one phone call away from getting a C&D. Trust me, as someone who's gotten a C&D, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, wow. We covered a lot. What a show. Guys, just remember, this is about having fun. It is really. It's about building a community. Like there are so many people I talk to on a daily basis now, a semi-daily basis, some of them that I would have never met if it wasn't for wrestling cards, wouldn't be doing the show without wrestling cards. Uh, You know, I wouldn't have the mega powers of wrestling cards, David Peck and Rob. I know a lot of people hate them because they grade cards. God forbid they grade cards. Grade cards. Oh my. But, uh, if, if, if it wasn't for wrestling cards, I wouldn't meet all these cool people and, you know, agree, disagree. Like I'm just here to have fun, help build the community. So if you guys are out there collecting, don't be discouraged by any kind of negative crap you're seeing from any, anybody out there. Just remember, collect your own way, have fun, check out WTC. If you need references, check out our content. We're not right on every single thing. We're just trying to give perspective. At least I am. And Tony, I don't want to speak for you. No, I, Hey, this hobby's brought a lot to me, man. I mean, uh, I, I don't know when this is going to air because we're recording today, but uh, I think I even tweeted uh, in between episodes like that. I tweeted so like that. Uh, one of the greatest joys I've had since getting back in the hobby so like that, meeting you. And, Thank you. Uh, and, Likewise. And, and, and bringing me uh, into the hobby in a different level with a different mindset than I've ever had before. Uh, it's, it's, it's still about collecting, still about having fun but it's also just kind of understanding more about the hobby from different perspectives like that. And so I, I just, uh, I thank you for that. And, uh, yep. uh, you know, so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't mind having these uh, pet peeve type talks like that, whatever you want to call them, but um, you know, it is what it is. Everybody collect different, just have fun um, and just understand uh, that just because you collect one way doesn't mean someone else will collect the same way. Just, just have fun, man. I just, Maybe this is me trying to win and sound arrogant, but I am just glad that I have an even kill perspective on almost everything. I like player collecting. I like graded cards. I like flipping things for money. I like holding on to things to not sell them because well, I don't care I what they're worth. What I'm going to do like, is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to reschedule an interview with you for my podcast like that, where we talk about all the good drugs you must be taking because we got to find out, you know, like what it is you're smoking. Um, lots of, <laughs> lots of coffee, lots of caffeine that I talk about on my videos or, Hey, people can buy me coffee. And I've only had like one person do that. So I'm still having to buy my own. I'm, uh, <laughs> it's, it's rough out here. People don't want to pay for content, but that's okay. That's all right. I, we do it. I think we do it for the pure labor joy of love and, of it. and it's fun. Yep. Like, the labor of love. I uh, thank you, my wife, for 
putting up with my labor of love. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tony, we know everybody can find you on WTC, but other yep. than that, do you got anything else coming down the pipe? Anything cool planned? Any cool guests coming up? I do have a couple of cool guests. I know I've been promising and teasing my, my Kevin Nash interview, but uh, we will be having that shortly. I just spent the entire weekend with him uh, doing a California trip uh, and then back to uh, Phoenix uh, Labor Day weekend. And, uh, you know, we just we didn't, it was so busy. We just didn't have time to really do it, you know, and I can't record from a phone at nighttime driving, you know, five hours into Phoenix. But, uh, you know, we're, we're scheduling a date and time and um, it should be good. Uh, I've got a couple other uh, guests coming up, um, you know, just constantly trying to find new things to talk about, you know, new, uh, new content, finding more uh, wrestlers from around, uh, collectors from around the world. So anybody wants to talk about their collection and how they got started. And I'm always looking for that. So totally off topic, but since we're talking about wrestling, a lot of people know what you do for a living. Do you think we're ever going to start seeing more wrestlers like understanding wrestling cards and understanding what they have actually, what their pictures and likenesses have actually been on and how important those things are? I don't know because it's so surprising to me working conventions and seeing some of these wrestlers like, like, you know, I just didn't know I had something. I think I remember the first time that any wrestler ever took a card from my hand and goes, man, it was a, it was a piper. We were at the San Diego Comic-Con one year, uh, David Porter, the co-owner co of, of WTC. We were, and I had met Piper before. So it was, this was his, no, this was the time. I, I don't think he was with me. My friend Mark was with me. David wasn't with me. And so we walk up to my hand, my WCW card. And he looked at it and goes, man, He's like, is there, is there a promotion I haven't wrestled for? <laughs> so, and, and he was just, he was just so enamored by a, a trading card. Like, like he, I don't know if it was an act or if he's just being normal Piper being good, you know, Mr. Good guy, but he was just, um, and since then, it's always reminded me like these wrestlers, they like, they don't realize how many things have their likeness on. And, uh, they're always surprised. I just did this. Uh, I just did uh, work with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash this past weekend in California, and someone brought in the transcendent oh, card cool. of awesome. both of those guys and had him sign it. How'd they react to that? And uh, um, I didn't get the reaction of the talent. Oh, okay. I, I got the reaction of the actual person who goes like, "Yeah, I spent like twelve thousand dollars on this on this box." I mean, he actually bought it and was having these guys. Oh my! And his goal was to go and get them all, and he'd never heard of WGC before. <laughs> of course. So. Anytime I see somebody with a trading card, I always try to like, hey, you ever heard of WTC, WrestlingTradingCards.com? No, you know, or I've had some guys pull out a checklist, go, yeah, I used it all the time. It's right here, you know. Um, Wait, was that a bootleg checklist or was it? Oh, yeah, it's a checklist? bootleg. Yeah, <laughs> it's an official checklist, baby. <laughs> um, it, it's just, uh, I don't think most of these guys realize how many trading cards are actually on. <laughs> I just think like, it's interesting. Here I was trying to close the show. You're getting the... Uh... But they're getting the seek bonus, the secret song at the end yeah, of the yeah. compact disc. <laughs> it's a hidden track. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Like you see a lot of sports cards, uh, the the athletes themselves. Like you saw LeBron James when he had a record selling card. He's like, yeah, I have a few of those. Like they get it, but then the wrestlers are just like, you know, you especially know, the especially the older generation of wrestlers. You get to the you know, again, probably the Hogan's and even like uh, probably the Jake the Snakes who probably doesn't remember anything, but yeah. um, uh, you get a Scott Hall, like, I, I got your, I got your, oh, where'd it go? I got your diamond stud. Diamond you know, stud chromey. Uh, oh, I got it right here, dude. I got it right here. There you go. Got this for you, man. I got it. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Where are you? There you go, man. There it is for the video version. Bam. There it is. Yeah. I like how it's all like, there we go it's green yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's like world that's collide such a, such a cool special. card yeah so when i gave it to him he goes oh man it's like i probably signed like maybe 10 things diamond studs like some you'll find diamond stud but most of them i put scott hall diamond stud i said please don't put scott hall on this just right. put diamond stud <laughs> that's awesome so like he you know like like nash had didn't care about either one he's got for you he's like you just you know Another day signed, for him. Yeah, signed him like anything else. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure you've seen him. Um, and I know that Scott's seen those uh, before too, but he's like, uh, he made a comment that he doesn't sign very many like that. And uh, it, it's some of those guys don't even realize how many things are, they've, they've been on over the years. I'm sure I could bring them do both. You, 
like that, an, that another person. sports thing I'll put into this is like Michael Jordan. Like he doesn't even he doesn't hardly sign at all because he understands what his worth is. Yep. Do you think like do you think potentially maybe some of the wrestlers are so short sighted in that that they don't understand that and they're just like give me the payday? Like I don't know. So, sometimes they're told they have to based on deals or something yeah based on deals it's like you know what we're going to get these people it's like that and then uh like in wwe a lot of those guys will just tell them like this you have to and here it is you're going to do this and they they get paid for it but it's like yeah of course you know um but no one's really policing that to an extent why you have like well there's supposed to be 100 of them but we only have 50 like i just end up keeping some of them or wouldn't sign them or whatever reason oh and then we're going to have another uh 98 99 wcw autograph story on our hands i'm sure we will so but down the road yeah, it's just amazing to me that um, and that, that could be a whole different discussion sometime. Like you know, you know, wrestlers who don't uh, even understand their <laughs> stuff they have out there. It's just, it's incredible to me. I mean, and how can you keep up with it when you, especially if a wrestler has been doing it for 25, 30, 35, 40 years, you can't keep up with everything that's ever been done about you, bootleg or not. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, we'll probably close it out. We, you can find Tony everywhere. WTC. Make sure you go to the WTC YouTube page as well. Lots of great evergreen interviews on there that just never go out of style, especially the one with Heath Slater. Is it Miller now? It's real, it's, he's, he's Miller. He's, he just goes Heath by Miller. Heath. Okay, he's well, good. he he knows his stuff because he's a wrestler and he yeah. knows trading yeah, cards. And he collects all his stuff. You know what? I'm, I'm actually going to be talking to him again soon. I'm hoping to get him on for like a, a part two. I got, let's get him on. If We, we got to get you want, just, you want to get him on? You want to get him on an episode with us? Let's do, let's see if we can find just the right mystery tag team partner for him and get him on a round table. Let's got, do it. Let's, let's talk off air. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can figure that out. Guys, thanks for listening. You can check out all of my content since we've kind of been pushing WTC more than anything because that's where you <laughs> so, should go. So, so sorry. For all your information. No, WTC is where it's at. Uh, if you want to go WTC, you can branch out from there. Check out all my li- stuff. For those listening for the first time, WTC stands for WrestlingTradingCards.com. <laughs> Very simple name to remember. And uh, again, I, this is the part I want to push all the time. To all you hipsters out there that just want your cards and slabs, PSA reference WrestlingTradingCards.com for legitimacy of checklists and information on the wrestling cards. So if you want to send a card in to get graded and you don't know how to fill out the form online or if you want to know what's a rookie card, WrestlingTradingCards.com. And Where can they stuff, find you, man? They can all find you too. You put out a, a wrestling, crap load of great content. Yeah, nauseating amount. Wrestling with cards on YouTube, wrestling with cards <laughs> podcasts. Uh, again, links all over there if you want to buy me a coffee because my coffee is actually out right now. But we're still doing this quote shoot interview, brother. Right, brother. All right, thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe, share with a friend, get more wrestling fans into wrestling cards, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.